Brady Saar, and I'm a sales agronomist for CHS Ag Services, Erskine. We're pleased to bring you this update from the Red River Farm Network, CHS Ag Services, providing solutions for your success. Farm News Time here on the Red River Farm Network. I'm Don Wick with Randy Conan in studio. We'll have a report from Whitney Pittman, too. It's going to warm up today, giving us highs primarily in the 30s and 40s. Those above-normal temps are expected to continue for much of this week. It is still a cold start to the day for many of us, especially for the folks on the Minnesota side of the river. According to Endon, Roseau and Wapaton shared overnight lows for the region at a minus 6-degree rating. Eulen, Minnesota, 5 degrees below zero just after midnight. Glendon dropped to minus 4 overnight. Ada was at a minus one degree reading. South American weather continues to be a major market mover for the grains. Zaner Group Ag Hedge lead Ted Seifert says traders are watching for any change in that forecast. If that Brazilian forecast is, if, or Brazilian weather pattern is going to change as a whole, certainly that is a, a bit of a bearish thing for the markets. Now, soybeans are, are trying to hold on to some relative strength because of that near-term forecast being warm and dry. That's the crop that we're worried about right now in Brazil. Uh, obviously, the corn, the second-season corn crop is a much bigger deal. Uh, but if that weather pattern does change, that does give us give them some better prospects for that second-season corn crop. And Seifert said the outside market's not helping these grains either. You know, not a ton of strength happening really kind of anywhere. In fact, you've got very quiet markets happening uh, for the most part, but quietly lower when it comes to, say, like the Dow Jones, for example, or crude oil. Uh, the dollar is just quietly higher. Uh, we're still kind of feeling the effects of the uh, holiday sort of trade. Maybe today's sort of a get-back day for a lot of the bigger uh, uh, fund traders and things like that. The sharp sell-off is continuing in the livestock markets. Ag Resource Company President Dan Bossy says margin call selling was one feature yesterday. You know, when we look at the livestock sector, uh, there was a lot of rumors going around about a potential insurance uh, a play where maybe someone who had been writing livestock insurance contracts were, uh, didn't have the right hedge in place, and they've been selling sizable amounts of feeder cattle and live cattle which then kind of spilled into hogs and took a sharply low over there. In the last crop progress report of the year, USDA estimates that 96% of the corn has been harvested. That's up 3% from last week. 91% of the winter wheat crop has emerged. That's up 1% from last week. 50% of the winter wheat is rated good to excellent. That's up from 48% last week. China is experiencing a spike in respiratory illness, especially with children. The World Health Organization said the number of cases is below the levels that was seen during the COVID situation, and there was no new or unusual pathogen seen with the lack of transparency when the coronavirus emerged in 2018. Market analysts will continue to monitor this situation. According to USDA, wheat exports are 10% behind last year's pace. Work continues to improve and develop new trade relationships. Red River Farm Network farm broadcaster Whitney Pittman has more. U.S. Wheat Associates past chair Rhonda Larson says a new program could help bolster trade relationships. We're working really hard at selling wheat and you know sometimes it's a challenge because our wheat isn't the cheapest wheat out there. It's the best, <laughs> but it's not cheap. And so that's where we kind of run into some um, blocks every once in a while, especially in some of like the African areas. Um, they just want cheaper wheat. But we're working on it. We're working on it really hard. There's a new program that just came out, RAPP wrap for those markets. It's federal money that for us to go over and, and do some 
marketing over there in those difficult areas that we don't already have a lot of wheat sales. U.S. wheat continues to keep an eye on geopolitical headlines as well. Like everybody, we watch the Black Sea. It's not a big market for us because there again, they want the cheaper wheat there. But, you know, if, if Russia can't get their wheat out, Ukraine can't get their wheat out, that might be a place where we can sell some more of our wheat. So we watch that pretty closely. Also, China's a big player in it. Whether they're like importing a lot or they say they have a lot, we have to kind of go with what they say and we watch all of that stuff. Reporting agriculture's business, I'm Whitney Pittman on the Red River Farm Network. Statistics Canada is reporting a record canola crush for October. The crush totaled more than 974,000 metric tons, up from 885,000 tons in October of last year. The previous all-time record was 961,000 metric tons. That happened this past July. Canada's soybean crush was 169,000 metric tons in October. That's the largest total in the last year and a half. You're listening to the Red River Farm Network. Tuesday Farm News on the Red River Farm Network. Agricultural Economic Insights farmland analyst Randy Dickhoot expects cash rents to mostly hold steady in 2024 as land prices also plateau. Cash rents will probably be about steady for next year if they're renewed annually. If they're, you know, a three-year or longer maturity, they'll probably make a step up because it's time to do that from what they were. Um, we'll see more flexible cash rents in these situations where the tenant says, you know, eh, it's not really worth that, but if we move to a flex rent, pay you a base, and then if the crops are good, prices are good, my income's good, I'll pay, pay some higher rent. But there's still competition for farmland, uh, and it depends on certain areas. Dickhoot says 60 to 80 percent of farmland sold is bought by farmers. States that do allow corporate ownership are seeing different options for farmer involvement in investment. With these higher prices, I think that kind of slows the interest down. They're waiting to see. Again, it depends on the area, depends on what's happening. One thing that is happening, though, in those states where it can be done, is there are some new investment vehicles for farmland. Instead of having to come up with that $3 million to buy that quarter section, as an individual, I can invest fifteen, twenty, fifty thousand dollars and buy into an entity and own a portion of that farm, so to speak, and get to the, hopefully appreciation and the income. So there's some vehicles like that and some alternatives that are coming about that are taking a few farms off the market. President Joe Biden will not be attending this week's United Nations Climate Summit in Dubai. Biden was at the summit in Glasgow in 2021 and Egypt in 2022 to promote his climate change agenda. The White House Special Envoy for Climate Change, John Kerry, will represent the United States. That COP28 summit is bringing together world leaders from nearly 200 countries. The United Nations Food and Agricultural Organization will release a report during the COP28 climate change summit. A report is expected to target the greenhouse gas emissions and carbon footprint linked to livestock production. Developed countries, including the United States, will be advised to limit meat consumption. Minnesota Association of Wheat Growers Chief Executive Officer Charlie Vogel will serve his last day in that role on Thursday. Vogel has been with Minnesota Wheat since June of 2019. 
The process to fill that job is already underway. National Association of Wheat Growers Vice President of Policy Communications Jake Westland says a new farm bill is a priority with several retirements causing urgency for lawmakers. We are under a year out from a, a federal election, a presidential, uh, you know, a third of the Senate's up, the whole House is up every other year anyways. But we've seen a, a good number of retirements, not quite as many as it was during the last Congress, which you know, a lot of members were in redistricted, being redistricted, so you typically see higher turnover there. But as we near the end of this Congress, Senator Sherman Stabenow, she's retiring, so there will be that uh, increased uh, impetus to get uh, a farm bill done in this new year before this Congress lapses, just because they will want to uh, leave their mark. Uh, these, a lot of these are legacy items for, for lawmakers, so getting a farm bill done is something that a lot of them would like to add to their resume. Grain markets saw plenty of selling pressure yesterday. Bauer Trading market analyst Ben Cash says technical selling was one of the market features. You know, just haven't found any traction, so it's just a liquidating market there for, for the cattle, and you know that's, um, you know, it's a tough situation to really trade there. Uh, so the, the, the momentum does lean to the downside there, but over on the on the grain markets, we got a mixed bag as far as weather. Uh, you know. It, we're still seeing planning delays as far as Brazil goes, uh, wet conditions down the south. The north, the last week, last week's rains, it, to me, were a little disappointing. Uh, really going to need some follow-up rains there in that Mato Grosso region, so that leans somewhat friendly. Um, but, you know, once again, uh, you know, we're seeing a lot of pressure here. The technical uh, side of the market is keeping that downward pressure on grains. We're seeing a lot of pressure here uh, across the board, and, uh, you know, it really doesn't, as far you know, the weather and the news, it, the fundamentals, it just doesn't seem like we should be this weak, but uh, it's just kind of a technical type trade is what it seems like, and the momentum for the grains, too, leans to the downside at this point. Uh, what we've seen, too, is Friday was option expiration for uh, December positions. we got first notice day coming up on the 30th, so I think some of that book squaring is playing a role in, into this weakness, too. Ben Cash from Bauer Trading. A reminder, the North Dakota Agribusiness Association Expo going on today in Fargo. This is the Red River Farm Network. Good morning. Welcome to Inside Agriculture on the Red River Farm Network. Livestock markets closed sharply lower once again yesterday. Agmarket.net market analyst Jacob Burke says lack of demand for meats is just one of the concerns. So that's what we blame a lot of these, uh, the, the proteins on, right? Uh, I, I think if you look at uh, the, the global economics and the, and the global export level and stuff like that, that is going to, uh, you know, see, you know how, how do we how do we get rid of that extra beef? How do we get rid of that? And, and if you're seeing you know lack of strength uh, in their economies, uh, that's probably going to you know not benefit us. That's going to add to this uh, to this downward move. Uh, but you know the stock market. If you look at where we're at, the, the economic strength has been has been okay for the last month and a half. Economic concerns a big player in that market. I think the fear is is the deflationary sentiment begins to to continue to to add. I mean, if you look since the last, you know, just take all of Q4 here in in 2023, there's got there's a little bit of hey, this this food sector has to slow down, and we have to get these these prices. I think the funds have jumped on that uh, you know selling of the proteins, and that's that's what's probably been the biggest uh, proponent of, of these lower prices in the in in your feeder cattle, your live cattle, and your hog market. A federal judge has denied efforts by Deere and Company to dismiss antitrust allegations. This allows the plaintiffs to continue their right-to-repair antitrust case against John Deere. 
This case is being heard in Rockford, Illinois, some two hours northeast of the John Deere headquarters in Moline. Coalition of Agriculture and Ethanol Groups is disappointed in last week's EPA decision to reject six small refinery exemption requests. The Renewable Fuels Association, Growth Energy, American Coalition for Ethanol and the National Farmers Union released a joint statement saying they will continue to defend the renewable fuel standard and fight against the abuse of small refinery exemptions. Got some higher prices this morning on the screen in the uh, overnight trade. As we speak, we are five and a quarter higher for March Minneapolis wheat at 705. Chicago wheat for March, a gain of two and three quarter cents, and hard red winter wheat, a gain of two and three quarter cents there as well. March corn, 476 and a half, one and a quarter higher. Soybeans for January, seven cents higher, 1336 and three quarters is the quote. Checking the farm calendar, we're in that uh, time with a lot of meetings underway. The South Dakota Cattlemen's Association with their milestone 75th anniversary convention and trade show. Uh, that is going on today and tomorrow. They're in Watertown, South Dakota. At uh, North Dakota Agribusiness Association, Agribusiness Expo today and tomorrow. That's at the Avalon Event Center in Fargo. Their trade show, speakers through the day as well. NDSU Extension has a webinar on backgrounding calf management at 7 o'clock tonight. Contact your county extension office for more details on the timing for that event. And the South Dakota Farmers Union with a state convention on tap this week. That will begin tomorrow and will continue through Friday. They are meeting at the event center in Huron. And in Roseau, the Canola Symposium for 2024 is scheduled. Uh, that's at the Roseau Community Center on Thursday. Have a great day. You're listening to the Red River Farm Network.